Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, sugar bushes? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. Um, I, I'm, I'm more exceptionally tired today than usual because I stayed up till I went to bed at like eight nine a.m. I went to bed at eight thirty a.m. We record at ten. Well, we don't record at ten a.m. Goose comes over at ten a.m. But I had forgotten to watch the movie we were talking about, and so I was like, I was like, damn, will you fucking. Or, I'm digging. Are you camping over I here? Are you unpacking your camping it's, gear it's to fucking throw a tent? So I forgot to watch the movie that we were covering, and I got I keep getting caught up playing Raft because you should see our Raft, dude. It looks sick. It it's looks like sick. A, it's an oligarch yacht. Um, nice. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, of course, the movie I forget to watch and have to watch last minute is the longest movie. It's like three hours, three hours. long, dude. And it was like eight eight o'clock in the morning. I started it at like five thirty, and it was like eight o'clock in the morning. I was like, wrap it up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. That, but it was an incredible sick. movie. It was it was one it of the best so movies I've ever good. seen. Yeah, I will uh, tell you, it's just three hours of testosterone. Like, you're yeah, unadulterated yeah. badass. It's like nineties testosterone. Yeah, nineties <laughs> testosterone where it's like a cop and like we got to do a big men. job, dude. Yes, yeah. yeah, so. having men problems. Mm-hmm. Marriages, yeah, yeah, marriages apart. falling apart. <laughs> One guy doesn't want to get too close to women. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a cool. Yeah, so this is episode two of our True Cinema Crime Club, where we are covering crimes based off of movies that star Robert De Niro. Uh, that's mm-hmm. actually a coincidence that we did it's two true. Robert De Niro's. It's in a funny. Row. Soup was like, we put on the movie and it said like Robert De Niro, and Soup was like, another Robert De Niro movie. I was like, yeah, apparently fucking criminals love him. Like, <laughs> dude, he's, he's the yeah. coolest. He is the coolest. I mean, we're going to. Especially young Robert the, De Niro. Fucking, dude, like, you know, uh, modern mob culture is from The Godfather. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like from fucking is all that modern shit. Modern mob culture oh, and, uh, is just Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. And that's yeah. a, dude, Goodfellas is such a good Cool movie. fucking Ray Liotta, movie, dude. dude, let's go. Dude, Ray, I, I love One nothing more than Ray Liotta's like angry yeah. laugh. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like, me too. You're yeah. like, he's laughing at me. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not with me at all. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I am covering the movie first. Do we want to banter more? Oh, remember to like, subscribe. Yeah. Comment, download, download all that stuff. The the Instagram is at Snacks Packs Podcast. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you something about the movie, um, because we still got to talk about it. But like, yeah, I was fucking. Uh, it's it was a really good movie. It was I was. It's it's just like. It's beautiful, and Michael Mann makes this is my phone. Oh, uh, was, the best movies. Yeah, it was. It was. It was quite in. Uh, I because I, I like nineties movies, especially I, like dude, that. They're just like I've been getting more into them. I was I like, I was like watching this movie, and I was like. I was watching this movie and there were scenes in it and I was like, I can like smell the nineties like yes. air coming yes. off of coming off where they're at that right now. Denny's with the cigarettes. Yeah, smoke with the in cigarette it. smoke yeah. still lingering, even though you're in the non smoking section. Uh, well, but there's no dividing wall. <laughs> I mean kinda like you know, social distancing for COVID when mm-hmm. no one's wearing masks and you're in a building. Yeah, true. It's pretty true. much the same idea. True. Uh, um 
So I am covering the movie this week, and I wanted to cover the movie because I goddamn love this movie. Yeah, I've yeah, seen it fair. many times. Um, I I messaged a couple of my friends, my movie friends, and I was like, name three movies that Danny Trejo is in that aren't in the Robert Rodriguez cinematic universe. True. And they were like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> <true>. <laughs> uh, my three were Predators, Con Air, and Heat. And someone gave me Muppets, uh, Dora, and Heat, too. So. Okay. Um, I forgot Trejo. Well, I was going to say I forgot Trejo was in Con Air, but, like, anything that has to do with convicts makes sense. They, dude, I mean, you know he always chooses to be a bad guy who loses? Yeah, That's yeah, his thing. Yeah, Because yeah, he, he wants to teach kids that being a bad guy doesn't pay off. Yeah. He, like, try. That's why Danny Trejo dies in, like, tons of his like movies. every movie. <laughs> yeah. Like he the, dies in Heat. Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does. He I was, does. Yeah. If you want a spoiler for this 27-year-old movie. Fucking. Yeah. We are, I was going to say, yeah. uh, going to spoil the movie heavily, I'm going to describe it in detail because I love the movie entirely. Yeah. So, uh, this movie, hilariously, is actually based on kind of a true story, by the way. So we yeah. could have covered it in our last season, yeah. too. Chuck Adamson was a police officer who chased a real man named Neil McCauley, uh, which is the name of Robert Nero's character in the movie. Um, uh, the uh, real robber, like, hit, uh, he stole, like, jewels, hit armored mm -hmm. cars, like, all that kind of shit. Back when you could be a big heist person and, like, there... For years. Yeah, it was like, your, it could be a job. We should look up the town next. Yeah, dude, yeah. I love, I love the, the town. I fucking my favorite scene in like movie history is from the town when he when, goes and tells when him he yeah when yeah when he's like he he walks in and he's like uh, he's like uh, what he walks in he's like we're gonna hurt somebody you can never ask me about it again we can never talk about it again or he was like we gotta go do something we're gonna go uh, you can never ask me about it again we can never talk about it again we're gonna go hurt somebody. And his brother's like, all right, whose car are we taking? And they go fucking <laughs> beat, the beat the shit out of, out of that dude. Yeah. Um, so the start of the movie is a sweet armored car robbery by yeah. Neil McCauley, yeah. uh, played by Robert De Niro, and his crew, which includes Fat Val Kilmer, Danny Trejo, whose character name is Trejo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also it's funny because the entire movie, Val Kilmer doesn't close his mouth once. No, hey, dude, he no, just breathes it is. his mouth the entire time. <laughs> I, we were watching it, and I was like, close your mouth, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was on a lot of pills back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Sizemore and Vincent D'Onofrio are all in the movie, and they uh, steal $1.6 million in bearer bonds from this armored car. Mm -hmm. uh, the heist goes a bit sour when the new guy that they pick up, Wayne Gross, shoots a guard for pretty much no reason. Yeah. And then the second guard tries to pull his backup pistol, but quick draw McGraw, Bobby, blasts him with the car 15. Third guy who's still alive... It just witnessed it, and yeah. so Sizemore fucking Mozambique's him. It, yeah, basically, basically they were like, you know, because when the detective, I liked when the detective showed up, and he was like, it makes sense that they would kill this yeah. third guy like that, because yeah. they killed the first two already, why yeah. would they leave him here? And, like, and he's like, you know, they're ready to rock and roll in a moment. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it was apparent, it was apparent that Winegrow had some issues, because... When he shows up, he's like... Asking all these questions, and they're like, Tom Sizemore's like, Can you just shut yeah, up? Yeah, shut your fuck. We're fucking <laughs> shut up, dude. Yeah, we're all we're robbing and, and a car you can right see now. And like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, you hurt my feelings. And then, like, like, bro, shut they've the got fuck these up. three armored car guys stuck up, and then Wangaro's like, the guy doesn't say that he's like he pistol whips the guard for looking and, at for looking at him because he was yelling at him and yeah. he wasn't responding because they just blew up charges in that truck yeah and all deaf as yeah shit. and so I forgot who it was was like hey slick you see that shit come out of his ears talking about the blood coming yeah. out of his ears like he can't hear you yeah and uh, and then he pistol whips this guard and then as they're all running away to 
get their getaway started, uh, he just stares at this guard and blasts him. Yeah. And Shoots that's right when in the, the shootout face. starts, yeah. Uh, the, they get away, though, burn the car, classic, which is also in the town. Nice. Uh, and yeah, Robbie is. is pissed about this whole thing. And and actually, they get ready to kill Wayne Girl later, but uh, they, like, have to stop because some cops go also by. Also super like, hard. Scooby yeah, Doo he, gets he, away. Yeah, he, like, fucking like, scuffles like, away <laughs> on the ground without Robert De Niro hearing it. I was like, Jesus, that guy is a spider. Yeah, that was a super hard scene, though, because they get him out. To, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're in, ready to shoot him in the parking Yeah, they're lot. in the diner, and, and Robert De Niro comes in, like, sits down next to him and grabs him by the hair and, like, slams his face into yeah. the diner window, and, like, a guy reading the newspaper looks up. And, 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 and like, looks Yeah, looks at him over and is like and the guy nah, looks back down <laughs> taken to the parking lot fucking De Niro pops the trunk on his ass and the trunk is just lined in plastic yeah. and he's about to fucking blow his brains out in the parking lot I'm like you can at the diner yeah and also put him in a they're, truck they're waiting for the cops to come they're waiting for the cops to leave and it's like just stab him like uh, yeah. all these people in the diner <laughs> yeah. are gonna hear these gunshots and I and I thought about that too through the entire movie I'm like it's 1995 just and you have all these connections to the no crime. Under- no one has a suppressor. No. Yeah, well, uh, also, can- but suppressors in the '90s were huge. Yeah, it took a long time for them to get small. It took, uh, and they were like long as fuck back then. I guess it's um, so he'd have to like spend a couple minutes screwing yeah. it together. You know how long that takes. Uh, so LAPD Lieutenant Vincent Hanna is played by Al Pacino in classic Al Pacino fashion, and he leads the investigation with his team, which includes Buffalo Bill. Yeah, uh, and yeah. some other guy I don't yeah. remember. Uh, we learn that also in classic police fashion, he's dedicated to his job enough that it's causing problems with his third wife. Yeah, and he can't seem to connect with his daughter Lauren or Natalie stepdaughter Portman. Lauren, Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah. I forgot now. Second movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um. Also, I gotta say, uh, kind of relate. So he gets home and his wife's complaining that the chicken's cold and he just was like looking at a dude with a hole in his head yeah. and I was like, how do you give a fuck? Yeah, yeah. You're like, bro, dude, yeah. I just saw three dead bodies. Yeah, people die and I'm just like, I don't want to eat right now. Like, <laughs> and, and she's I, like, you don't care about me yeah, right it's now. Like, like, I'm no. all, like, I'm looking at dead people and like, uh, go on, we'll talk about what so, I want to talk about. We get a quick brief insight into Val Kilmer's home life. He's a degenerate gambler, man child who treats his wife like shit. You know, big fucking surprise there. He spends all of his money that he gets off heists and he needs to get more heists to get more money to spend it. Cut back to Bobbert. He's at a coffee shop where a nice pretty lady asks him some clearly interested questions and he's immediately ultra suspicious of her. Um, uh, I, her too, when she started talking, I was like, why are you in... Los Angeles, you got this thick southern accent, and I'm just like, it, you don't sound like you, uh, that's not a real accent. No. Your character could have not had an accent, that would have been fine. Uh, So they eventually hit it off, and, uh, and he tells about his plans to move to, like, Mexico or some shit, and she asks if he travels a lot and gets lonely, and then they fuck. Yeah. Uh, so Alpa, we cut back to him. And he is meeting his informant and gives him the full Pacino treatment. He would inti- dude, he would intimidate the fuck out of me mm-hmm. if he was like screaming in my face like that. I'd be like, this guy's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he's out of his mind. Uh, it's here that they find out the a member of the crew who is Tom Sizemore, and they decide to follow him. They follow the crew around to figure out that their next heist is gonna be precious metal depository. I had a tiny clip from that thing that of Al Pacino that I fucking love. Don't waste my motherfucking time! Yeah. <laughs> yeah like That's that. how he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, it'd be so exhausting working with the dude like that. Yeah. Like, like, oh, chill out, again. bro. Like, stop yelling. So, um, the... 
uh, Bob, meanwhile, Bobby finds out about a new gig and to where they can hit a place for like twelve million in cash. It's like a bank. He agrees because it makes his pee pee hard and yeah. it's the action. Yeah, uh, it's the morning now, and Kilmer is sleeping on De Niro's floor with a sick Beretta eighty five mm. uh, due to aforementioned marital issues because the man child he threw all his shit on the ground. Yeah, uh, Robbie De Niro coaches him on his life's motto, which is "Don't let yourself get attached to anything you're not willing to walk out on in thirty seconds flat." If you feel the heat around the corner, he says that several times in the movie. movie Is like if you well, I was going to say there's certain parts of the movie you time it as thirty seconds. Oh, really? Yeah, it's thirty seconds flat when he walks away from certain things. Yeah. So uh, then we cut away to the Allstate insurance guy. He's getting out of jail. He's starting a bullshit exploitative job at a kitchen, and we'll come back to him. So the fence is that the Allstate insurance guy? It is. I didn't even recognize him. He's yeah, so young. Is. Yeah, uh, I thought he looked familiar. So the fence uh, is the dude selling the bonds. John Voight has the idea. Dude, amazing cast in the yeah. movie. Insane. Oh, yeah, insane. Yeah. Uh, he has the idea to sell the bonds back to their owner because they're insured, and he's like, "Well, you can get them back, and you get more yeah. money." And hundred uh, percent of the insurance, forty yeah. percent from us. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Uh, and it's this money launderer named Roger Van Zant, which weirdly I thought was just a perfect name for a money launderer. Yeah, I don't know yeah, why. I was like, yeah. damn. That's dang. Yeah. Uh, Van Zant agrees, but he's obviously pissed off, so he uh, tells his friends that he's going to set up an ambush. Yeah. While Robbie is getting info from Van Zant, he's actually watching Val Kilmer's wife say goodbye to some slut she's banging. It's a guy. I just like to call men sluts, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, Neil then breaks into the room and threatens her, which I thought was a little weird, saying, uh, give Val one more shot, and if he sucks... And you can break up, and I'll set you up. Yeah, basically, yeah. he's making sure his crew's mind is straight for the heist, which yeah. is high level. Yeah, dude, shit. He, you just you get the idea through the whole movie that he is like. There is no one else that is even remotely in charge yeah. of this. Besides no, not him. at all. He's, yeah. just, he's on his shit all the time. So Robbie and the gang, are, in fact, are a street smart enough to predict that there's gonna be an ambush. Yeah, and actually counter ambush and kill, which them, is which fucking is the coolest. Which is scene. so tight. Like they pull up in this drive-in theater, oh. and you can tell it like shows De Niro's like. Like his, if he's sitting in the car, it would be his left hand side, and he's got an earpiece in. Yeah, you're like that's a little weird. And they don't make it obvious, but like you can see it, and you're yeah. like, okay. And then uh, the guy pulls up in the truck, and De Niro's like, roll down, like put your hands on the steering wheel, fucking put your hands on the steering wheel, grab the and with right grab hand. the package yeah. with your right hand, throw it to me. And while he's doing this, this guy is getting out of the back of the truck with a fucking, it looks like a Uzi. And uh, as he's about to shoot De Niro, Kilmer's, like, right side, and fucking De Niro looks back, flips in reverse, runs this and guy, smash, smashes yeah. him between the Kilmer cars. Kilmer starts blasting yeah, with the Kilmer G3 starts, after yeah. doing a sick tactical roll yeah. out of prone, dude. It's so cool. Uh, also loved that fucking uh, Bobby DiGiorno was driving at that guy while shooting out oh, of his yeah, windshield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gangster yeah, dude, shit. Fucking killing it. Uh, Macaulay, after, is understandably irate and vows to kill Van Zant. Yeah. Uh, amazing scene when he's like, what am I scene. doing? I'm talking to an empty phone. Yeah, You're yeah, because like, oh. the guy on the other end is a fucking dead man. And, and Van Zandt like, was like up terrified, the yeah, dude. dude. That, yeah. It'd feel good to hit like that. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Cut back to Alpa. Uh, he leaves a fun dinner with his partners to go investigate the murder of a child sex slave by who we know was killed by Wayne Grow. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Killed, yeah. Like, in, in this scene... It's like a. It, they make it more apparent that Wayne Grow is like a. He does it on the red. He's like a yeah, serial the killer. Yeah, detectives say they're like, oh, same mo. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah. And like he gets off on like murdering. He's like a children. fucking classic yeah. like He's women and worst. children yeah. murderer. Uh, just an all around shit guy. Yeah. Uh, Al gets home and his wife is asking what his deal is. He's like, bitch, you don't want to know. Yeah. And and I'm like, again, I'm like, do you want him to tell you? 
about the raped and murdered child yeah. at the end of your day. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, you're not sharing with me. I was I'm like, like, you don't want it. Keep it to yourself. Dude, keep it to yourself. Dude. Yeah. Uh, so then they actually discover uh, at the scene evidence that makes them realize that he's been doing it around town. And so uh, they go and squeeze in an informant about it. And he tells them about uh, Tom Sizemore's involvement in the robbery. Mm-hmm. So LAPD uh, follows him, and that's how they figure out where the next heist is going to be. Yeah, because they they go to this guy, and it's uh, it's to get they got the information about the crew because they went to an informant's brother. Yeah, and yeah. and he was like, oh, I know this guy that I got out of, I was in prison with, and I saw him the other day, and he said he wasn't up to anything, which means he's up to something. And fucking Al Pacino, uh, Al Pacino thought that was, was like, yeah. Al was like, "What the fuck are you like? What the fuck is that? What am I gonna do with that?" And as he's leaving, the guy goes, "Man, I'm telling you, this slick, this dude slick ain't. You know, he doesn't fuck yeah, around. Yeah, and yeah. Slick was something that was a name used in the robbery." And Al Pacino's like, "Wait, hold on, who is this guy?" And that's how they figure out uh, Robert De Niro's crew and start tailing. Yeah. Him. So, uh, and then they figure out where it's gonna be. And so, as they are doing the heist at the Precious Metal Depository. The, there's a surveillance ga- uh, cam watching them directly. I mean, they have a, the whole van there and like yeah. a SWAT SWAT team. They're ready to go. And um, one of their, it's still cool. They're watching uh, Robert through a thermal camera, and someone in the van drops something on the floor. No, the- no, no. He's he. Someone in the van. It's like the. It's like one of the SWAT team like officers, like the one of the main SWAT team guys. He's going to sit down and he like falls back a little. Oh. And his, his M16 is on his back yeah. and he hits the wall yeah. of the thing. And Janeiro like looks at him. It looks and at the man. And you can see the thermal because you can't see him in the normal light. He's in these shadows, yeah. but in the thermal, he's looking straight at it, which yeah. is such a cool and, thing. And, and then he walks into the thing and cuts it. Yeah, done and they're the literally heist. about they to break out. through the safe. And Janeiro's like, "We're walking." And and Kilmer's like, "I'm almost there." And Janeiro's like, "No, we're walking. Let's go." It turns out that that what actually happened to the real Neil. At well, oh, really? At a, a warehouse heist yeah somebody's surveilling him and like coughed and then he just fucked off immediately fuck Everybody yeah dude left. that's dude you the discipline you need the if discipline. you're like i'm about to get 1.2 million dollars in precious metals we have to walk now right we, now. we have to leave this all behind and let's go and he was right you know and like yeah. he wasn't even sure but he was right yeah he you got you can't take those risks man no. when you're doing fucking high level so shit the like gang that. has a little parlay about what to do now because they know they've got the heat on yeah them, and they all agreed to move forward the heist because the action is the juice even and though i love when Tom Sizemore is like, bro, I just do what you say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's like, I'll do whatever what you, do you want, mean? dude. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Like, De Niro knows that the that the bank heist is like not the best idea yeah. because Kilmer's like, you know, Kilmer because he's like, even like, let's not do it. Well, Kilmer, yeah. well, Kilmer's all, yeah, Kilmer's all about it. He's like, I need this because he gambles away all his money. Yeah, and old boy is like, and then De Niro's like, what do you want to do? Talking to old boy. And old boy's like, whatever you want, I'm with you. And he's like, no, this is your thing. This is your shot. Like, you need to decide for this. And old boy's like, well, what would you do? And he was like, well, you got a wife and kids. You got money set up. I would call it good and just cut out. And he's like, and old boy's like, no, we're, let's do like, it. Like, I'm, he's like, I, yeah, he's like, I'm with you. I the action f- is the juice. Let's go, dude. Blast. Yeah. Uh, so the then there's a quick scene where Neil and the gang tricks the cops that are following them into going out into the open at this like pier oh and, yeah and they, they start surveilling them, them. And alpa is like so yeah, about it yeah. he's like they fuck you know what they're doing they're looking at us yeah. and uh the this really impresses him so he works with the helicopter team to find de niro and he pulls him over and he just walks up to the door and he's like you want to get some coffee and de niro's like 
Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and they, he's like, follow me. And then they go. And then they have coffee together. They whip their dicks out and measure them and yeah. find them appropriately yeah, long. Yeah, they, they, are, they are long in the same size. Yeah, they're uh, identical this, girth even with a little bit yeah, of bend. Yeah, there's there, this super hard scene with where Pacino's like, I have this reoccurring dream where I'm sitting at a long table and all the victims of the people that have been killed that I've investigated are sitting there. And, like, they're all bloated because I found them three weeks early, and they just stare at me with their dead, beady eyes. Yeah. And I was like, God damn. God damn. Yeah. He's like, do they say anything? He's, and like, he's like, no. no, we just stare at each other, and that's it. Dude, and I was like, fuck, fuck. bro. Yeah. They have, like, a super legit conversation. Yeah. And, and, like, basically they lay it out. He's like, you know, I am what I'm following. I won't stop. And, yeah. And I, I'll come for you. And he's like, hey, man, if you put me in a corner, I'm not going yeah. back to prison. But, I'll fucking yeah, blast you. Yeah, that conversation like, is verbatim. What the real Neil McCauley and the original police officer really? had to. No he shit. met yeah. that guy in a coffee shop and had that combo. That's with fucking sick. Hard. Yeah, De Niro's like, De Niro's like, I like, because uh, at the end, De Niro's like, I know you do what you have to do and what you are, what you know, basically what you are and being both, led to do. They're both like, you get the impression that they're the same guy. Yeah, and they're both they're just former on military, sides of the law. super professional. Yeah. yeah, they know exactly, and like they're both like. You know, even uh, Al is like, dude, my third wife, my third marriage is about to end. Like, yeah. this is my life. And the other guy's like, I leave everything I need in yeah. 30 seconds of flat because that's yeah. my life. And yeah. he's like, it's the discipline. Yeah. And I was like, fucking hard, hard bro. Dude. <laughs> I was like, rock hard at yeah. that point. So um, as uh, we do the coffee scene, after their badass man-to-man, Al gets back to the office to find that every member of the crew slipped their tails. Yeah, they all had while they, they, he was talking. They to had Al. surveillance equipment on all the crew members, and they, all and got they, out. And, and they knew they were. They knew they had been made. They knew there were sur- the heat was surveilling them. So they were like, they came up with a plan to at all at the same moment they get rid of everything. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And what's cool is they didn't know that they were going to be meeting with Al Pacino yeah, at that moment. Yeah. So and that Al Pacino just, comes in and is like, I was just eating coffee yeah, with that guy yeah, 30 yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> we, like we got dumped. I just <laughs> fucking had coffee with him. Uh, so cut back to Van Zant. He's meeting Wayne Grow now because uh, he's terrified of De Niro living in his fucking oh, yeah, office because yeah, yeah. Bobby De Niro puts a threat and you know it's fucking yeah, real. Yeah. And understandably, uh, Wayne Grow offers him some help. And even Wangro being like the piece of shit that he is knows that De Niro like, is with the shits. You. Yeah, because <laughs> he comes in and he's like, um, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, you know, Van Zandt's like, I've been sleeping in this office for fucking blah 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 blah. And Wangro's basically like, yeah, you should be scared because he he doesn't he's not gonna forget he about doesn't you. Stop. You try to kill him, he's not gonna forget about and, and, you. Because he knows because he was about in the trunk like yeah. a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so De Niro is back at the diner with Val and Tom. And he gets a call from Trejo, who says he's being followed by cops and can't get rid of him. Yeah. Um, and De Niro tells him not to come. Desperate for a driver, he asks the cook at the diner. I was confused about this, because he knew the cook at the diner. From prison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, were they just, was it coincidence they were at that diner? Yeah, coincidence. It so was complete. he's like, shit, what do I do? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, cause he, was, he was like, he got they- the call from Trejo, and he was looking around, he was like, he talks to Kilmer, and he's like, you recognize that cook? Oh, and yeah, And Kilmer's yeah. like, no, he's like, Folsom, cell block D, he used to hang out with yeah, so-and-so, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So, uh, and that's that's the Allstate insurance guy. So yeah. he, he asks him if he wants to go, and after a moment's deliberation, he agrees, quits his job, knocks the shitty manager to the floor. Badass. Real, yeah, because the manager sucked. He's a piece of shit. Because 
when old boy he, he steals his pay, he yeah. says no breaks, like all Dennis, the garbage. Dennis Haysbert is, is is the actor's name, and so we just don't call him the Allstate insurance guy. Whatever. But but um, <laughs> he, when he gets there, when he because he's on probation, he's on like yeah, parole, yeah. and the the guy that owns the diner he works at is like is like uh, uh, I oh, get I get twenty five percent of your pay. If you do anything wrong, I'll yeah. Get you sent if you piss me off, I'll tell yeah. your probation officer yeah, you're, you're a shit drugs, and yeah. give you send you back to prison. So yeah. driver secured. They start their heist in a daylight robbery of a busy bank, which was the inspiration for the opening scene of Dark Knight. Uh, this scene is also... Oh, fun fact. Van Zant is the manager in Dark Knight. Oh, really? No yeah. shit. He's the manager he of the is, bank. That's that right. That's right. He is. Yeah, yeah correct. Same correct. Guy. Yeah. Uh, so this scene is one of my all-time favorite movie scenes. Just It's just incredible. The suits, the sweet guns, the tension, mm-hmm. the music. How, so 90s. How carefully executed is like... Because like there's there's such a high stress situation happening in this bank, and then once they're done, they're they switch so, it off like that. As and they walk start out. the heist, Al gets the <laughs> CI info about where to go, and they rush off with the squad. Uh, Al's got the FNC eighty that just like comes eighty yeah. ninety five. It's so <laughs> oh, he's gonna rip someone in half. Uh, I mean, they're all mostly carrying guns to beat body armor. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, except 100%. for the dude who's got the five ninety. Yeah. But uh, I love the scene. Like you said, where they were walking out after the heist, acting cool, and the police got to run through the sidewalk to them, holding their guns, but also acting cool because yeah. they don't want to alert them too soon. And and also, at one point, right before shooting, the cops take cover for a firing position behind a civilian's U-Haul. Yeah. Right in yeah. front of the driver. While, while the driver realistic. is sitting Not in get the, out or yeah, anything. Yeah. They're like, all right, perfect, yeah. I'm safe. Hey, just wait in the driver's seat, yeah. which cops do, like the whole UPS thing, where they yeah. were just like, if like some <laughs> cop comes behind my car in a shootout and is like, just wait here, I'm like, leave. fuck off, dude. <laughs> yeah. like, get some new cover, yeah, whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if you're going to use my car's cover, let me shoot at yeah, him. Yeah, give me my own gun. Or I, I have, have I have my, I have my Actually, own, I have my own gun. I have maybe two in here somewhere. <laughs> hold on, hold Let on. me shoot as well. Yeah. So um, Val spots the cops Val, uh, right as he's getting in the car and lays immediately down fire. opens fire. He he, he full gets, auto he fire. gets line of sight with this cop and he just immediately <laughs> just starts blasting. Uh, kills one of the detectives, Buffalo yeah. Bill, immediately. Which he's I was Kevlar. Yeah, he, yeah. He I was I was reading stuff about the movie too, and they were like. They were like they make it apparent that the crew doesn't care about anyone else but the crew because yeah. they're using full fully automatic yeah. fire, while police are using semi semi-automatic yeah. too because they care about civilians. So they well, and they're poor, and, yeah. and police are and terrible police at their suck. job. They yeah. never give them a full auto gun; they just kill everybody. Well, those detectives seem like those they guys were good at those their job, guys. but the yeah. at beat police. Yeah. No. So they take off in a firefight throughout the city, laying waste to a police blockade like it's fucking GTA Four. This scene not only uses real blanks, making the audio absolutely incredible yeah, but it is practical. so well rehearsed that the moving and shooting and combat reloads shown are demonstrated in marine teaching courses well so uh the way they move is how you're taught to move and entry in infantry moves. basic tra- well so it's like a it's a technique called i'm up he sees me i'm down yeah, yeah. so basically in the military when you're when you're running from cover to cover you're moving in a in a one at a time. You don't really advance as a as a team. And if you have a four person team, two people advance while two people yeah. lay down cover fire. And basically, what happens is you is you get up and start running. The your friend lays down cover fire, and in your head you say, "I'm up." He sees me. I'm down. And once you say, "I'm down," you get behind cover immediately start laying suppressive fire, yell to your team that you're set, and then they start pushing forward as well. And 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 Val Kilmer specifically does a perfect fucking reload. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Crisp. Immediately, immediately. Everybody did the Drops homework. to the knee, fucking drops to the knee, 
dis- discharges the mag, pulls another one, slaps it in, hits his fucking lock, uh, bolt release, and fucking gets back up and just starts so going, clean. dude. It's incredible. And so the, as they're driving towards the blockade, the State Farm guy gets blasted and crashes, and the rest break from the car and shoot. Which is sad because he had like a girlfriend. Was, yeah, his he girlfriend. Was like trying to turn he, his life yeah, he was trying to be prison. like straight and narrow, and like his girlfriend. They do a good job of making you care about that guy. Yeah, with, it, with not having have. him in the movie like yeah. at all, and then, like his girlfriend was like, "I'm really proud of you for trying to like do this." Blah, and blah, it's blah, cool because you see him really early in the movie. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Who yeah. the fuck's this mm-hmm. guy? So uh, the fight's going sour, and they're starting to break up. Kilmer takes a round in the vest, but De Niro drags him out. Uh, they escape through a parking lot by shooting indiscriminately in yeah. a large crowd. Mm-hmm. And the scene, it, I, I actually was thinking about that too, because like the, people are running back and forth, and Bobby's shooting at the cops with a full auto. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So the scene is chaos. People running around. Everyone's struggling to getting a clear shot. Eventually, Bobby and Val get to a car and flee. Sizemore, however, is alone, and people are screaming at the sight of a bloody man with an FAL and a bag of money running through the streets as the police shoot at him. Cops on his tail, he grabs a child as a meat shield, which is a little ruthless. That, well, I mean, he was he was at the point there where he was like... He, he was cornered. He knew he yeah. was cornered, Very and that similar. kid was the only thing that Very was there. Very similar to the scene in the town. Yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so he grabs a child as a meat shield. Alpa lines up a beautiful shot from the side, waits for his moment, and puts around through Sizemore forehead. Also, an extremely police thing to do. Yeah. Shooting at a yeah, running man a holding, dude holding a-, a child. He's like, I got this. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> what could happen? I miss. Yeah, I like, hit the kid. Whatever, dog. <laughs> so he does blast him, though. You get one point for that one. Yeah, he does get a good headshot. Um, cuts back to De Niro, and he's at, a, I think it was a dentist, getting a bullet pulled out of Val's shoulder. Neil tells Val that he's getting out of town, and so should he. But before he goes... Uh, on he's gonna go blast Trejo for ratting out the op because he figures out that it, the only yeah, way that they could have figured it out was Trejo. Which the so, dentist is Jeremy Piven. It is, it's yeah, Jeremy yeah, Piven. Yeah. 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 I saw him. I was like, cat. Whoa. Yeah, I saw him. I was like, and everyone's so young in this movie. I was like, yeah. I was like, hold on, this is that movie fucking is the cop version of of Black Hawk? Yeah, yeah. Everybody cool back yeah. then was in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and actually several people in Black Hawk Down are in this movie and Saving nice, Private Ryan. Nice, that, um, that checks so, out. Oh, yeah, Van Zant is in Black mm-hmm. Hawk Down. Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he tells... Den- oh, so, okay. Uh, he's gonna go to Trejo, but when he gets to Trejo's house, he finds Trejo's wife dead outside, and he's on the edge of death himself. Yeah. He tells De Niro... Uh, I mean, his face is, like, battered, and he's, like, barely breathing. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what? why'd you do it? And he tells him that Wayne Grove tortured him uh, for Van Zant. And yeah. De Niro said he's going to call a medic, but Trejo's like, forget it, dude. My face is bashed in. My wife is dead. Well, he's, Just he, kill me. He's like, I can't feel yeah, anything. I'm, I'm numb. He's like, please don't leave me like this. So and he asks De Niro, De Niro to mercy kill him, and he does it with zero hesitation. He just, Immediately, oh, okay, yeah, all right, cool, bam. 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 Just, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no last words or anything? Shit. Gotcha. <laughs> Wait, I want to just... Okay. So, cut back to Alpa, and he is uh, squeezing the confidential informant who gave them the tip to figure out how the guy knew about the heist. Because uh, they go to the heist, and they're like, how the fuck that guy find out about yeah, it? Yeah. That guy tells him that Wayne Girl was the tip. Uh, the police are going to use him as bait for Neil, Wayne Grove, because yeah, they know yeah. that he's hanging out in a hotel, and they're like, all right, just watch And he knows they, they... They know that Neil will go they, for Yeah, him. they want... They, they have... You know, they feel like Neil would. It feels so scorned that Neil is going yeah. to go finish the job. That- so 
because and and a big part of that is Al's intuition to Neil because he understands what kind of man he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and often yeah. throughout the movie, he's like, "This is what they did. This is what right. he's doing because this is what yeah. I would do." Yeah. So the meanwhile, Bobby's handling business. He pulls up on Van Zant. Ask him where Wayne Grow is. He says he doesn't you know. Keep saying, you keep saying Bobby. Is that what you're saying? Bobby De Niro. Bobby De Niro. Robert. Okay. Robbie. Robert. Well, because <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone else calls him Bobby De Niro. <laughs> I call him whatever I want. Uh, I actually wrote his name in like seven different ways. In yeah, these notes. that's fair. Uh, I've heard so- you say it. <laughs> I've been here. So uh, he pulls up on Van Zant. Ask him where he is. Van Zant's like, I don't know, and immediately gets shot Blasted. three times. Yeah, in the as soon no as Van Zant's like, how the fuck would I know? Okay, bam, bam, bam. like, I don't care. All right. All right. So the police squeeze. So the, now we come back. The police are after Val's wife, and they're squeezing her by tricking her with the guy that she cheated on him with. She comes out. The police are like, hey, what's up? And he's like, fuck you. And uh, she agrees to lure Val Kilmer in. Yeah. Uh, De Niro's. Uh, new uh, squeeze immediately understands what's going on because it yeah, cuts Edie. back to him. Uh, Edie, yeah, that's yeah, right. Edie. And uh, the one that he bangs earlier. Yeah. And she runs away as soon as he comes in. And uh, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, come with me. And she doesn't really seem about it, but he's like, you can go whatever you want. And yeah. she kind of agrees to stick around. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time De Niro's ever, like, shown interest, like, genuine yes, love interest. Yes. Like, he's not about that life, so. And, and um, meanwhile, Al is also struggling with his marriage as he comes home to his uh, man sitting on his couch after she oh, yeah, plowed him. Yeah. And uh, she admittedly is a huge bitch about the whole thing. Yeah. A- absolute awful woman. I, I was I, like, you have no sympathy for a man going through, like, but, the hardest but also, time of his life. Also, like this man watched I mean, a child die. That's he shot true. A child dead. Yeah, but he I, shot a man fair. holding a child. I mean, just the but day also, before. but also, De Niro. I mean, sorry, Pacino's like a coke addict in this. He's like a coke addict. That's Does what he actually do blow. It not. It's not shown, but like in like the talks about the movie. It was that, like, he was giving off the vibe of, like, a coke addict lieutenant who was, oh. like, into the job. Okay. And so he's, like, he's not, he's, paying attention he's not the best dude because either, so earlier, you can't put it all like, on her. Put, dressing up all hot, and he's, yeah. like, where are you going? And she's, like, out, and he just walks away. Yeah. Because he's tired, and he literally shot someone, like, an hour ago. And and she's like, oh well, you didn't stop me. Well, I'm gonna fuck someone. That'll end our marriage. And I'm like, whatever. Yeah. That's not a healthy way to communicate. Uh, so Robbie, Robert... De Niro finds out from the from his guy John Voight that Val ran off because he's not doing the same escape plan. Yeah, he's going to yeah. go after his wife. Yeah, and um, we find out immediately that's to visit his wife and who currently has the police sitting in her apartment. Yeah, yeah. As Val pulls up, he sees her from the balcony, and after a moment of uncertainty, she gives him a secret signal to wave him off. Yeah, to let him she, know that she has been one pinched, little basically. hand thing. It was, the, pol- and I, so, I was wondering if they were going to do that because Val gets out of the car and he's like cut his cut and dyed his hair like yeah. Immediately. And I was wondering if she was going to do something like if she was like going to be like, fuck you and like turn him in. But like it shows her and she like runs her like like fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She she, like runs her fingers across the banister and he like sees it and is like. And like, he knows immediately. He knows immediately Dude, she's he been pinched. Like a yeah, pro. yeah. Um, the police think that that's him, and so as that guy's pulling away, they're like, "Okay, fucking pull him over anyway." I don't believe this bitch. And but he has a fake ID, and I guess cops didn't have a yeah. good picture of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Ah, all right," and they actually let him go. Um, and the, this makes Al think that Neil is gone. He's just like, "All right, well, Val's gone." Neil's not going to be here. Fuck it. It's been too long. And so he's like, I'm done. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go relax. He's had a long day at the hotel. He's had a shootout. He's seen a bunch of dead people. He had to help a traumatized child. Mm -hmm. And he goes home to relax and finds his daughter with a wrist slit in his bathtub. 
By insane coincidence, as he takes her back to the or takes her to the hospital, he finds his wife there, just looking for her. Daughter. I was curious. Could as not to why, figure that yeah, out. I was curious as why she was there as well. I was like, why would you go to the hospital? Yeah, why didn't you just call? She's like, like, she should be here. Yeah, but like, he didn't. She didn't know that he was coming in. Right? No, she was surprised as, when she yeah, saw him. I believe, or I don't know. Maybe Did he, he call called her. her? Maybe I think that coming? it might have been insinuated that he called know. her. I don't know. So, um. Uh, as they, she attempts to afterwards, like, kind of see if they could reconcile the relationship, and he's like, "No, man, you're you're right. I, I, yeah. I'm nothing but this job. Right? Yeah, like, he, I, yeah, you deserve better." He's than like, what "I, I he basically, he's, he's a man." But yeah, yeah, and I he will give him. I will get. They're they are both shitty in their own right, but he, at least he was like, "I want to tell you yes, but." Everything I have is this job. Like I, also, I, I am what this job is. What I'm chasing. To Al Pacino's credit, he is killing people who are firing guns indiscriminately yeah, in the streets. Yeah, yeah, so, at I mean, civilians. Like, he's he's yeah. literally doing good work. Yeah, like real good work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they're not gonna get together. Meanwhile, De Niro is getting away with the girl. But decides at the last minute to go after Wayne Grove because it just doesn't sit he, right with he, him. He's he, a goddamn he cannot, man. Yeah, he can't let it go. And, and like Nate, uh, Nate calls him and is like, because he, because Pacino was like, oh, he was like, Neil has to find a new way to get out of, basically get out of town. And the other detectives are like, "Are oh, you think he already doesn't have one? You think he already doesn't have one lined up?" And Al Pacino's like, "Do you think you would trust your way to get out of town after a day like this, yeah, dude?" Because he knows he knows that he, he fucking knows, yeah, and he, that's exactly what Janeiro is doing: is getting a new way out of town, and he's got it all set up. It's all good to go. And he had asked Nate about Wangro, and as they're on their way to the airport, to him and Edie to get out of town, Nate's like. I don't want to tell you about this, but you asked, so I got to tell you. Wangro is in a hotel under the name Jameson, but I know you don't give a shit about that. And Dinero's like, "You're right, I don't give a shit about that," but he does. He does give and a he shit. Goes to the hotel. So he goes dude. to the hotel and leaves his uh, girlfriend in the car like she's a dog. We got the windows down yeah. a little bit. He's like, "Hey, no, babe, I got time. Don't worry about it." He puts on his security guard outfit, sneaks into the hotel, busts the doors in, put, and he says, "Look at me. Yeah, look at me. Yeah." Puts two rounds in the same hole in his chest, one in the face, because it's Michael Mann's favorite thing yeah, to do in a movie, yeah. and walks out. And it's cool because he blasted a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. Bad fucking ass. pedo. Dude, you yeah. know, you never let that rest. Dude, he yeah. never, he's sitting in Mexico, he's like, that motherfucker. Yeah, he would be stewing about that. He, he killed, he fucked our heist up, he fucking ratted us out. He got one of his friends he's still, killed. And he got yeah. one of my friends killed, and he's still alive. I can't let that happen. Actually, two of there his is, friends. There is no oh, way... That, yeah, Trejo's also yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's no way more. De Niro could let no. Wayne Grow go. He's too much of a man. He's a he fucking, forget. He's a pedophile. Got his friends killed. No, 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 no. not gonna no, work. No, 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 no. Uh, so as he is, wa- dude, and I love that thing. Like he he goes up to that guy like it's no trouble at yeah, all. He, yeah, like he just like. All right, I'll just put on a security guard He's outfit like, yeah, real quick. I know the exact plan. Yeah. I put on a security guard outfit, go up on the service elevator, or put on a security guard outfit, I'm inside the room service place, call them, get his room number, go into the service elevator, go up, pull a fire alarm, get them everybody out, fucking go in his room, get his ass. And the Wayne Grove's room All is being served police. by police. Yeah, by they police. still are, they're like down the hall. And, and I love, they're off. literally across the room, across the hall, looking at his room with a security camera, and I love when he gets out of Wayne Grove's room after killing him, the detective comes up and is like, put your hands up. So yeah. he puts his hands up. And he just and backs he, him into the he wall. He knows that the that the hallway is so small that he backs him into a wall where he can get close enough to turn and hit his gun away. Oh, that fucking, part was sick. Uh, and then he just, like, all of that is, like, quick, brutal, doesn't, not, he's not even, like, breathing heavy, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as he's uh, walking out and to see his girlfriend, Al Pacino shows up. 
because he gets word that they're making a move on Wayne Grow, and he um, Neil spots him running up to him. True to his word, he makes eye contact with his girlfriend, and thirty seconds later, 30, yeah, thirty walks seconds out, later, that walks was away. Thirty seconds, he was around the yep. corner, and he was he around the corner. Left. Which, in the long run, seems shitty, or in the short term, seems shitty. But for no, her, it was yeah. much better. Yeah, yeah. I was he, like, she's already he, kind of in he, trouble. He, he, <laughs> yeah, and he knew they weren't like. They might not if they get in this car and try to go. He's not going to be able to get out. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be too hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially hot. with Al Pacino. Yeah, there. yeah, fuck and, yeah. And so uh, De Niro is fleeing through the airport area, like on the ground, not inside the airport. It's uh, like this huge the tarmac in the runway, long running scene between De Niro and Al Pacino. And for some dark. reason, it's the funniest thing <laughs> watching like Robert De Niro like run with like a gun in his hand. It's like I've never seen De Niro run in, in my suit. life, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was thinking that too. I was like. Him, like, something about that scene of him running across the runway in front of that plane just struck me as super comical. Yeah, yeah. it's so funny. It takes forever. Yeah, it's like And, and it's you like know a they'd 15... be running like a mile yeah, and a half. Yeah, dude. it's like a 15 to 10 minute scene of yeah. just running. It's funny. And uh, they are exchanging gunfire periodically. I, I love Al Pacino, like, spots a cop. He's like, hey, give me that shotgun. Yeah. He's like, okay. <laughs> Here you <laughs> and go, buddy. <laughs> and, then, and then Al Pacino runs away. I was like, that cop probably has some questions Yeah, to he's like, now. wait a minute, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're exchanging gunfire periodically as De Niro flees. Eventually, he gets cornered in this area of, like, control boxes and conduit and whatever. And hiding behind a sign, he waits for Pacino in ambush, but at the last moment is illuminated by a runway light, and Al shoots him. Well, because my understanding was, my understanding with that scene was, De Niro was using the he runway the to blind to him, blind him but so his he could, shadow but his shadow out. is what yeah. but Pacino saw his shadow at the last second and turned and shoot and shot he him. Been, which, uh, he probably was in Fallujah. Yeah, that yeah. guy was <laughs> Oh yeah. Both of them were, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, he puts them down and as De Niro lays lying uh, in a field, he tells Pacino, I told you I was never going back to jail and yep. Al holds his hand as he dies and the movie fades to black and it is an incredible movie an incredible ending yeah. I tear up every time I see it it is three it, hours long by the way it is three so. hours long <laughs> but it, it is it is just such a cool story and like the the duality of the two men who are the same and you like see how their lives end like that mm-hmm. but like and the mutual respect they have like absolutely no animosity to each no, other no, whatsoever no, no, no. and like and you, and you soldiers get, and you get that like you don't quite understand that while you're this isn't uh, batman and the joker yeah. you know what what are you, are what are you are you wrapping Christmas gifts over this is there? Your shit, bro. I know, I know. Um, so he's a, uh, uh, and you get that in the diner scene. Like before the diner scene, you're like, oh, you know, Al Pacino hates these guys, blah 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 blah. But when you get to the diner scene, you're basically like, these are literally the same guy. They just took different sides of the law. Neil would have been an incredible, an cop. incredible cop, and an Al incredible Pacino would have been an amazing yeah, criminal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's uh, that's the movie, and it's fucking. Art. So it's funny. We're I'm going to talk about a crime that was in, kind of inspired by this movie because I was looking up. I didn't remember us ever looking at that article. Yeah, and I, I it was funny because I was talking to my coworker, and I was like, I got to find this crime that's inspired by this movie, and I can't find a goddamn thing. So because every time I search heat crime, I get the original. Oh. I get the original fucking crime that yeah, inspired the yeah, movie. Yeah. So I was looking at this. Um, I was looking at this article that was like, you know, 10 things you didn't know about uh, Heat. And it talked about the North Hollywood shootout and how the dudes who did that had were inspi- were supposedly inspired by 
um, were inspired by the movie Heat. Um, and also then when we sat here and got talking, that's when you told yeah. me about uh, fucking... Red Dwan. What's it? Yeah, Red Dwan. Um, so I'm going to talk about the 1997 North Hollywood shootout because it is fucking bananas. It is. History um, Channel used to, like, every three weeks run this one special about it that was, like, full of the footage. I remember so I remember it. growing up as a, I watched it as a kid who was on the internet unsupervised. I used to watch footage of the shootout all the time, and I just didn't know Same. what it was from. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so, so cool. Um, uh, I'm not going to go too much into these guys' back Background, like their childhoods or whatever, but um, so yeah, we're, we don't need, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, it's kind of information heavy, but so our fucking shooty boys are Desabos, Stefan, Emilian, Mas, uh, Mas, Matasaranu, sorry, or Emil for short. And then we have Larry Eugene Phillips Jr. And they, Larry Eugene. Yeah, they <laughs> met in a Gold's Gym in Venice, L.A. They're super fucking into weightlifting bodybuilders. I, I promise you, like we aren't talking gang. about anything. <laughs> yeah. So but we fucking um, hated that. Yeah, episode. yeah. So they're super into bodybuilding and the old Rudy Tootie Eamon Kashuti. Super into guns. Oh, I thought. Dude, I, I hadn't seen how Matasarano's name is. Yeah, said. it's yeah. When I first read it while researching, I was like, "What the fuck is that?" That has dude? a lot of. Is that Romanian? Yeah, I, it's it's something. But uh, Matasarano is how I'm saying it because that's how I heard it said. And I'm sorry if it's not like that. That's so funny. when we talk about like crimes and stuff, a lot of times people really aren't with the shits. They just see something in a movie and they're like, oh, "I'm gonna do that," and they try to do it and it just fails. These, you know what was really bad about that was the Brian Wells case. Yeah, yeah. That thing was, like, I, I think about that from time to time still as an aside. I'm just like, was the plan actually supposed to work? Because mm-hmm. it's so stupid if it was. You know Dumb. what I mean? Dumb. So stupid. Too much. I could not fucking. It was like. It was like we they were like we need to make up a bunch of shit to throw the police off, but really it was like unnecessary, just Dude, unnecessary yeah. bullshit. I mean, to be fair, the whole thing really threw the police. Yeah, off. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. But, but it wasn't there as cool. Was no, as yeah, and as they fucking Brian Wells, dude, man, what a disaster. When I think about that dude and like what he went through and like I always his think last... of the moment of the beeping. Yeah, dude. so do I. I'm like I I. I can't imagine like what that felt like, and how we'll never really there. know if he knew it was gonna yeah, explode. Yeah, you yeah. know, Ugh, scary. R.I.P. Man, even if he was in on it and was like, "Yeah, blah 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 blah," like they did him so fucking dirty, like super. The fucking oh dirty. god, uh, thinking about it makes me sad. So these dudes were with these shits in um, 1993. They rob an armored car outside a bank in Colorado, armed to the motherfucking teeth with explosive guns and ammo. They had over like 2,000 rounds of ammo with them. Um, a bunch of guns and explosives, radio scanners, and three different California license plates. They get arrested in Glendale, uh, Colorado, and after they get arrested for speeding. If you're already committing a crime, don't commit another crime. You know what I'm oh saying? Oh, my God. Why is that so hard? So um, um, after they searched the uh, – after police searched the vehicle, they found all that shit, and they were charged with a conspiracy to commit robbery, uh, but not – Actual robbery. Yeah. Uh, and they spent 100 days in jail and got Whoa, three years you probation. Whoa, you get 100? Mm-hmm. And the police seized all their fucking... The police returned some of their property except for the firearms and shit. Um, so on June 14th of 1995, they ambush a Brinks armored car in L.A. 
Um, and kind of like how in Heat, they ambush a Brinks armored car. They kill the guard and seriously wounded another, and in May of 1996, they knock over two branches of, of Bank of America in uh, San Fernando Valley, and they stole around $1.5 million. They hit the bank. Um, oh, what, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, they were dubbed the, quote, high-incident bandits by investigators due to the weaponry they used in these crimes. And these dudes, like I said, were with the shits. And one thing I, I thought about in the movie, they're running around with, like, with all that cash, that shit has got to be heavy. Like, De Niro I, has the cash and picks up Kilmer, too. And I'm like, how fucking he's ripped a Marine, are you? Yeah, like, how ripped Dude, are you? There was one thing that I thought was so cool was how Val bagged the money. Like, oh, he, yeah. He wraps he, the duffel bag around the brick of money and then he flips, and then it, he over, flips over and cuts, cuts it so and it'll actually flex. Breaks flips. it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, Dang, I was like that, that was good. good. That was really yeah. fucking good. Uh, dude, and that's like the kind of detail of the movie. You're like, this feels real, you know, and it was. Yeah. So, um, and on February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety seven, these boys have been preparing for this robbery for months. They've been casing the joint out. They've been doing extensive recon on their target. They've been stockpiling all necessary equipment for the job. They're armed with the semi-automatic Heckler and Koch ninety uh, ones, oh. um, as well as several firearms that have been illegally converted into full auto. And an HK ninety one is a, a three hundred eight. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, fucking that that fucking yeah. Concrete. Any armor you got, oh, they're fucking ripping right 90s, through it, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, they've got two uh, Norinco Type fifty six S rifles, two full auto Norinco Type fifty six S ones, and a full auto Bushmaster XM fifteen dissipator. This was before the. Chinese import, band. yeah, yeah, um, back in the good old mm -hmm. days. So the two so files, easy to convert yeah, full auto yeah, dude, you can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> good old, yeah. Days. So they the the two filled a jam jar with gasoline and placed it in the back seat of their vehicle with the intention of setting the cars and weapons on fire to destroy the evidence, <laughs> like much like they do in heat. Except um, I thought it was so funny, like. You, you could do that with a bottle of alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he... He, like, types in a code. It's like it's like a fucking... It's like a code detonator a attached, bomb, attached to a fucking gallon of gas. Like, <laughs> like a gallon jug of gas. You know, like a lighter. Yeah, just Would've throw a match fine. or something, dog. Uh, they're like, I, I thought that was a little Yeah, extra. a little overkill. But, um, so, uh, they have this set up to destroy the weapons and set the car on fire during the robbery. Phillips uh, wore roughly 40 pounds of gear. This included a level 3A bulletproof vest and groin guard. Got to protect the old jewels. A flick, which is like a, a, a load-bearing vest. It's basically, you know, we call them flicks in the army, but it's if you don't want to put mag pouches on your body armor, you can't put mag pouches on your body armor. It's like a tactical vest you put on that has yeah. mag pouches on it. Um, and he had hella ammo, patch ammo pouches attached to it and several pieces of homemade body armor created from spare vests to cover his shins, thighs, and forearm. Um, Matasaranu wore a level 3A vest, but Which, this... I mean, I mean, he was like duct-taping quarter-inch steel. Yeah, yeah, he was a... Pants dude, dude, he was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a juggernaut. These I, two were I, juggernauts. And like... You know, we don't see that on soldiers because you can't fucking run a mile covered in yeah, steel. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And but like it's it works. Yeah, it hundred percent works. works. Um, so Matasaranu wore a level three A vest, but this vest included a metal trauma plate to protect his his vitals. And they both had watches sewn into the back of each glove to monitor their timing. Oh, three minutes. Yeah, yeah nice, yeah. nice. So before the robbery, both men pop a perk. Um, just kidding, but seriously, they take uh, phenobarbital. Uh, which is which is what Heaven's Gate killed himself with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both take phenobarbital, what? which is prescribed to Matasaranu as a sedative. 
Um, and man, did this calm their nerves. Um, you don't want to be a little more sober? Let, no. Let me tell you, doing high-octane shit on sedatives is fucking awesome. Really? Um, when I was in the Army, I had my wisdom teeth taken out, and I had to, uh, I had, like, Percocets that were prescribed to me for it. And uh, we were doing shoot houses. You know, obviously, we weren't yeah. doing live ammo, but um, we were doing shoot houses, and I was like... You do shoot houses with blanks? Yeah, you'll do shoot houses with blanks. You do live ammo yeah. shoot houses, absolutely. But a lot of the times, you run through dry, and then you run through with oh, blanks, and then you yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll go live. So I obviously couldn't do live ammo while on Percocets. So uh, we ran through dry. Future does it all the time. True, true. <laughs> um, I ran through dry, and something about, like, the slowness of being on a sedative, you just, like... Like it's really, it's, it, you it's don't have any of the jitter. No, it's literally like like we went in and I was like, yeah, clear that corner. I got a door up here. Let's go. Let's get around this corner. High low, drop low, and and it was funny because afterwards, my team leader was like, he was like, that was really good, and I don't know if it's because you're on Percocets right now <laughs> because that's happened before, and I was like, yeah. So, at 9.27 a.m., the two men driving a white 1987 Chevy Celebrity arrive at the Bank of America branch at the intersection of Laurel, Laurel Canyon Boulevard and Archwood Street in North Hollywood. They set their watch timers for eight minutes, the police response time that they had estimated, and they had been using police scanners in the months prior to time this response. This is all fine and dandy, but unfortunately for the boys, as they're walking into the bank uh, looking like a pair of fucking goons. Goons! Just like juggernaut goons. <laughs> um, There's absolutely... Like that's a on site. You're like, this yeah. Is a problem. As soon as someone sees that, they're like, that's we got to call somebody <laughs> about that. Yeah. So um, they're spotted by two LAPD officers that were driving down Laurel Canyon. The officers issued a call on the airwaves, uh, saying, "quote 14A43 requesting assist- assistance. We have a possible 211 in progress at Bank." Of I would America. just go ahead and call it. Yeah, I'd be like, no, let's you're get like, out of here. absolutely yeah. 211. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> possible? No, these guys are Guaranteed robbing this bank. Um, so the men enter the bank. They take uh, taking a customer that was at the ATM inside with them and forcing them to the ground. The security guard sees the scuffle, radios his partner in the parking lot to call police, but that call was not received. Philip shouts, quote, this is Lie. a fucking holdup. He and didn't do it. He just leaves. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely oh, he didn't told, call He him. told yeah. somebody. He's like, oh, I totally yeah, called I that guy. I tried to do. Yeah, <laughs> man. The radio's <laughs> fucking up, man. It didn't get through. They're using jammers, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Philip shouts, this is a fucking holdup. And then he and Matasaranu open fire into the ceiling. So oh, God. Yell yeah. That get me fully torqued. You're like, this is starting. This is a fucking holdup. Hold Let's go. Such a classic. Dude, yeah. You're performing an ancient rite of passage, a hundred years Dude, in the yeah. making, you know? So, Matasaranu um, and Phillips open fire into the ceiling to scare the shit out of the 30 bank staff and customers. So. Phillips. Obviously sucks for the yeah, victims, yeah absolutely, the absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I know it sucks yeah, for all the yeah, people that get yeah, shot. Yeah. So Phillips shoots open the bulletproof door that separates the lobby to the tillers. This bulletproof door was only rated to stop low caliber rounds, and the two robbers were packed They're some serious fucking heat, shit. dude. Yeah. Well, they they don't expect someone to walk in with fucking high powered rounds. I mean, back then at least, you know. I mean, I I'm just like I don't know. It's changed a lot in the last yeah. few years, but like the, so often, people going in with Kevlar's, and yeah, getting shot with rifles. I'm yeah, like, what do you, th- you what, yeah, what, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, Wait, bro. So, um, they were only rated to stop low caliber rounds, but these two were using some serious fucking heat. They forced assistant manager John uh, Villagrana to open the vault. Assistant manager obliges and begins to fill the robbers' money bags. However, due to a change in the bank's schedule, the vault contained significantly less than the 750k the gunman had expected. 
Phillips was pissed as hell. How much did you say? 750K is what they expected to get and from they this got what? Uh, well, I'll get oh, there. Okay. Um, so Phillips was fucking pissed as hell about this and demanded more money from the assistant manager. The two argued for a minute. It didn't work. Um, get, get more. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Phillips ends yeah. up firing. Also, something people don't get is that banks like don't carry even like 10% no, of fuck the no. shit. That absolutely they're... not. Like, they say they're supposed to. They fucking don't. No, absolutely not. Um, so Phillips ends up firing an entire 75-round drum magazine into the bank's safe, destroying much of the remaining money. Excuse okay. me. Phillips attempts to open the bank's Damn ATM. Loud. A full drum AK Dude. in no a ear protection. Steel yeah, safe. yeah. Oh so, my god. Um. So, uh, Phillips attempts to open the bank's ATM, but again, due to a change in policy, the branch manager no longer had access to the money inside. Before skedaddling the Dude, robbers, so I get why they do these rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it probably makes it safer because eventually people will know that they won't have it, and there's no point to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But when the transition period. Yeah. Where people are like, where's the money? And like, hey, we just changed your policy. We don't do that anymore. Scary times yeah, for scary that man. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> that is not covered in the training. Um, so the, you know, no longer has access. Before skedaddling, the robbers lock the hostages into the bank's vault and make off with $303,000. And three die packs, which later explode and ruin all the money. Ah. Gotta watch out for them die packs, dude. Um, so outside, first responding officers hear some full auto gunfire inside the bank, and they're like, oh, fucking crap on a shit sandwich, we're gonna need some help. So they call for additional units and take cover behind patrol cars, uh, more patrol cars and detectives, detective units arrive, and they start making strategic positions on all four corners of the bank, making that bitch heavily surrounded. Um, there's, there's a, there is a written... There's a drawn diagram of oh, the a, positions and the dude, firing, and we'll post history, it on Instagram. History, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. History Channel ha- used to do like the 3D recreations yeah, of it. Yeah, which is crazy. Also, it was so good. Uh, Paul Harrell, one of my fucking favorite gun tubers, he's, uh, he's with the shits. He has killed people in self-defense. Oh, yeah, no shit. Legit. Yeah, uh, but he does the most... Hands down, the most informative gun videos. Basically, makes every video like you've never seen a gun before. Well, which I mean, I, what is what is his name? Paul Harrell. Paul and he Harrell. does one where he like recreates all of the distances and with the guns of the North Hollywood shootout, and it's really cool. Um, it's funny when you say he's killed people in self defense. It that it makes me think like. Was it self defense? His dude. His when, situation was a little weird. It was like. Some guys at like a camping scene were like trying to get them to leave and got like violent and tried to like drive at him and he, he like shot them in their car. Oh, damn. and I was like, I, I okay, know. I've seen this guy. Yeah, yeah, but guy. he, dude, he awesome YouTube. Yeah. He does a really uh, good job. Yeah, but when someone's like, yeah, he's killed people in self defense, that makes me go, was it Chris Kyle style? Yeah, yeah. was that self defense? Like a Trayvon Martin kind yeah, of situation? Because uh, that's not self defense. That's yeah. just being an nah, asshole. He actually did that. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Uh, bu- 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 more patrol car units. Uh, so they make that bitch heavily surrounded. At 9.24 a.m., Phillips exits through the north doorway and spots a police cruiser around 60 meters away and opens fire on that bitch for several minutes. He wounds seven officers and three other civilians. He also fired an LAPD helicopter flying overhead, which forces yeah, it to withdraw from a sa- to a safer distance. Phillips goes back into the bank for a minute before re-emerging through the same doorway while Matasaranu goes through the south doorway. This is GTA shit. Oh, this is like this dude's to the fullest helicopter. Yeah. So both men begin engaging police in a hellacious firefight, sporadic burst into patrol cars that had been positioned on Laurel Canyon in front of the bank. Officers are severely 
and I want to put this, yeah. I, it's not lightly. They are severely outgunned right now. The North Hollywood They're, shootout changed police tactics forever. Forever, yeah. Forever, it, yeah. It's a famously so referenced at incident. this time, police are only carrying service Berettas, which are 9mm, and their 38 special service revolvers. And they had 12 the, gauges the of the most. Truck, yeah. The most firepower police officers had was their uh, Model 37 Ithaca 12-gauge shotguns. Fucking garbage. Garbage. At I, I mean, a 12-gauge is whatever. Yeah. You know, if they're covered in steel. Yeah. It's yeah, not do literally a anything. damn thing. And, uh, you know, only good for like 70 yards. Yeah, and this was not enough for this gunfight. The officers returned fire, but again, due to the weapons being so weak fucking sauce, they couldn't penetrate them. They were literally, they were shooting these dudes, and it was just like bouncing off of them. Which is and, insane. And they didn't. These, what does that feel like it, all the time? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, they're getting that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're hitting me all right. <laughs> and the weapons they had at the at the distance that they were fighting, the accuracy it was not good Pissed, enough to get a headshot. Yeah, you, you couldn't, couldn't fucking hit him in the head. Um, so 15 to, 10 to 15 minutes into the shootout, an officer puts out a call on police frequencies, warning other officers that they should, quote, not stop the getaway vehicle. They've got automatic weapons. There's nothing we have that can stop them. Just let them go. Police, Holy shit. police were so fucking outgunned in this fight that a handful of they were instructed to run to the nearby gun store, BB's gun store, to pick up AR-15s to fight with. Yeah, like they yeah. they did not they raided have, it. They, yeah, they did not have this in the middle of a firefight. Yeah, in the firefight. You ever looted in a firefight? Yeah. <laughs> a classic <laughs> yeah, <know>, mistake. <laughs> That so, dude, like, desperately, like, looking for a better gun. What yeah, a horrifying dude, that, Yeah, thing. that would be scary Terrifying. as Terrifying. So while taking cover near the north wall of the bank, Phillips' rifle is shot by police. Um, I, I, I'll talk about that. Uh, basically, Phillips' rifle is shot by police, rendering it, it, it useless. There's some there's some controversy whether it was shot by police or jammed. Or jammed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one tidbit I found it's funny. incredible he got through that many drums yeah, without a jam, Yeah, honestly. yeah. <laughs> so um, one tidbit I found funny on the wiki page is, quote, one location of Officer Zelensky and a Valley Traffic Division used to cover was the Del Taco restaurant West Wall. 351 feet from Phillips, Officer Zelensky fired 86 9mm rounds at Phillips and may have hit Phillips at least once. <laughs> may have hit him at least Dude, once. Huh? You know, 100 yards yeah. with a pistol is insane. Mm-hmm. That's not happening. Yeah, so. Um, and you're like scared. Yeah, you know? you're so, oh my God, yeah. So Phillips is getting sprayed up by officers, but. <laughs> yeah, but the officers' weapons ain't shit, and at that distance they're firing from, they're all over the place. And even six rounds means it's every round he had. Yeah, on. every single, that's what it, every that's, single round yeah, he had. That's on basically him. six max. Yeah, so even if they hit Phillips, his body armor just eats the rounds. So meanwhile, Matasaranu backs a getaway car out of the handicapped space in the north parking lot. While he's doing this, Phillips receives. A gunshot wound to his left wrist. Uh, news footage captures him reacting in pain. The only uh, and piece this is, that he didn't have a little steel. Yeah, on. yeah. This is the same time his rifle is rendered inoperable, as I mentioned above. Uh, police throw uh, Phillips throws the rifle off the, to the side and rearms himself from another rifle in the trunk of the car. Uh, <laughs> the old New York reload. Yeah, yeah there's like, God damn it. They're like, oh. Fuck. <laughs> so after LAPD radio operators receive a second officer down call, uh, at the shootout, a tactical alert is issued, and the SWAT team is wheels up and weapons free. Where have they Dude, been? So, so SWAT arrives 18 minutes. This this is 18 minutes after the it's shootout began. I mean, that's yeah. a long shootout, but, but not that. Yeah, long. exactly. You know, the fucking the only people who have guns in Britain are like because they have tactical fire yeah, tactical response units, teams. Yeah, are. As fuck yeah, away. Yeah, yep. The only people with guns. Yeah, so um, they're armed. So the SWAT team is armed with AR-15s, and they're wearing. 
at this firefight, they are wearing running shoes and shorts under their body armor because they were on an exercise run when they got the call that they, they, they were needed. Um, and they show up, and it's funny. And they're fucking detective if, 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 Yeah, short if, you, shorts. if you look at the shootout, you see these guys in car, like like workout shorts and body armor getting off the, out of the vehicle. So uh, they show up in their uh, they they show up to the shootout. They commandeer a nearby armored truck and they use it to extract the wounded civilians and officers from the scene. So while in the parking lot, Matasaranu is shot in the right ass cheek, the right leg, and the left forearm. Oh, uh, you didn't do ass yeah, armor, yeah, you dude. Fool. Fucking the butt armor, dude. <laughs> a fourth round lacerates his upper right eye socket that promotes him to duck behind the hood of the getaway car in shock and fucking awe, basically. Yeah. He says, "Fuck the bag of money," and he enters the getaway vehicle and starts the engine. Phillips had retrieved the uh, HK91 from the vehicle's trunk and continues to fire upon officers while walking well, alongside yeah. the sedan and he's using like, it as cover. Dude, like yeah. that. He's, like, the car is driving, like, three miles an hour, and this dude's in the streets, like, Just fucking just at going it. at it, dude, yeah. And there's there's goddamn helicopter footage yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah, because there was, like, at least three news choppers covering the entire thing. Yeah. So, as did, Phillips... Did they shoot at one of the news helicopters? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, as Phillips approaches the passenger side of the vehicle, he's hit in the shoulder, and his rifle is struck again. He fires a few more shots with one arm and discards the HK and whips out the Norinko Type 56 before exiting the parking lot and retreating onto the street while Matasaranu drives down the road. At 9.52 a.m., Phillips turns east on Archud Street and takes cover behind a parked semi and continues to fire at police until a rifle malfunctions. He's, never, he's unable to clear this malfunction. It's probably a double feed. Uh, I saw someone say something about being a stovepipe, but like I, I don't understand why you wouldn't just like clear the stovepipe with your thumb. That's why it makes me think double feed because yeah, fixing a double feed under you know duress duress is so it's hard to do. Oh, you got to drop just, the mag and yeah. make sure both rounds can actually just fall out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then swap um, Double feeds are a pain in the dick to clear. Um, so he drops his rifle and draws his Beretta pistol and begins firing at the police. He is shot in the right hand by police, causing him to drop his pistol. He quickly scrambles to retrieve said weapon, and when he does, he places the muzzle under his chin and fires, and he falls to the ground. Uh, Wasn't there... Yeah, okay, you'll get to it. Well, well, well hold on, go where were we going to say? I thought there was some debate. There was debate. Yeah. Is if, if, if he was if trying he to, was... like, clear or something like that, no, right? No, the, if he was... If he killed himself, or... Because didn't someone shoot him at the exact oh, so, same moment? Oh, so... As he's falling to the ground, yeah, a patrol officer shoots him in the upper torso, severing his spine. So, it the oh, I mean he yeah. he was he he had killed himself, and then With, the like, officer it was shot it in him the back or something. It was yeah, literally shoots him in the back and severs his spine. So either one of those would have been fatal, but like it's not really like it's like who who yeah you he, get he the kill himself. yeah that's yeah. my kill I got yeah him. <laughs> yeah I, I got him I got him. <laughs> So officers across the street. So fucking um, Phillips is dead now. I and and part of me is like, thinks thinking about it. I'm like, what you know? What maybe is because he was down to his last pistol. Like he was just like, it's over. Like yeah. I can't fight anymore. Like I'm hit a bunch of times and like I can't. You know, I'm not gonna be taken alive. Um, which I yeah I respect it. I guess. Sort of. So, uh, officers across the street continue to shoot Philip's body several times while he's on the ground. <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> also very police. Yeah, yeah. Before he is surrounded, handcuffed, and a ski mask is removed. So, Matasaranu's vehicle... Look at this picture. This guy yeah, in his in goddamn his shorts. gray yeah, shorts yeah, yeah, yeah. with the body armor. So, Matasaranu's vehicle was rendered inoperable after two of its tires are shot out and the windshield is peppered with bullet holes. 
At 9.59 a.m., he attempts to carjack a Jeep Gladiator, which is a truck. Because when I saw Jeep, I was like, Jeep. I didn't know they made trucks. Um, so by shooting at the driver, and the driver gets out and runs off. So that he transfers. Doesn't they take the keys? So he transfers his weapons and ammo over, but he's unable to operate the Jeep due to the driver engaging an electrical kill switch before fleeing. So as this is happening, what a bastard! Yeah, what a dick! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I would be so. Pissed. How'd you think of that? Yeah, yeah, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, so why you're being shot at, huh? Uh, that was your. Uh, you you would die for that jeep yeah. or that that fucking well, you're truck. Not that shit yeah, out of your fuck asshole. you, dude. <laughs> um, so as this is happening, a patrol car driven by SWAT officers, and there's footage of this too, is. They fucking come in at a high, high rate of speed. They stop on the opposite side of where the truck has stopped. So you have the truck, the original getaway vehicle, and on the other side of the original getaway vehicle, and they're all kind of staggered. And is, they're only like is 70 the patrol feet car. apart. They are right, yeah, they're, they're right really next to close. each other. Um, so they pull up to the opposite side of where the truck was stopped, but Tassaranu leaves the truck and takes cover behind the original getaway car and engages SWAT. In a two and a half in two and a half minutes of un, almost uninterrupted gunfire, God um, damn! chest armor deflects a double tap from one of the SWAT officers, but it briefly wins him. But he continues firing, and <laughs> so um, good shot yeah, from that guy. Yeah, damn. so one of the SWAT team officers gets in the prone position and fires under the vehicles yeah. and hits Matasarano in his unprotected lower legs, and he's soon unable to continue fighting. And he puts his hands up to show surrender. So. Officers rush to pin him down. Uh, as he's being cuffed, SWAT asks for his name, to which he replies, Pete. Um, and when asked if there are any more suspect, uh, Matas Rondi tells them, quote, fuck you, shoot me in the head. Um, ambulance personnel, okay. yeah, right? <laughs> fucking go all fucking Robert Nair on him. Ambulance personnel following procedure refused to enter the hot zone as Matasarana was still considered dangerous. Uh, there was also belief that there was a third gunman on the loose. Some reports say he was lying on the ground, cuffed for about an hour before EMS arrived and was like groaning in pain and pleading and goading the police to shoot him. Matasarana had actually been shot like 29 times in the legs and ends up oh. yeah, dying from blood loss before EMS can get to him. I gotta admit, I mean, again, police fucking suck ass. Remember how long... It took after Brian Wells yeah, yeah, for them to go yeah. and check on him? Jesus so, fucking uh, Christ. Phillips before, it's your responsibility. You yeah, have him now. You yeah. can't just let him bleed out. So Phillips, before he... Just because they're a better shot than you. Yeah, fuck you. No shit. <laughs> uh, Phillips, before he killed himself, uh, was hit 11 times, including his self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, so this was a huge deal, obviously. Over 300 officers from various police forces or from various forces had responded to the citywide tack alert. Uh, That's because it's the kind of day that you could show up, you could spray. Do whatever you want. No I'm accountability. Like, we get to shoot our You're guns like, today, <laughs> boys. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I shired every round I had yeah, in, in the cruiser, yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm going to go restock like, after what? this. You're like 400 yeah. yards from <laughs> So, um... Uh, they all were, a bunch of like 300 various officers from force various forces responded to the citywide tack alert. Um, Phillips and Matasaranu had fired about 11 1100 rounds, um, which was wow. approximately two rounds a second. Um, for a, how about long? for I the, like a half the, hour? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Police fired around 650 rounds. Um, 12 police officers and eight civilians were injured during this. Surprisingly, none of them were killed, which was inc- Dude, crazy. Dude, insane. Yeah. So, um, on April 17th, police raided a house traced to the suspect and seized, uh, a bunch of items like seven, uh, seven, six, two, or I'm um, seven, five, six incendiary rounds, flag jackets and ballistic helmets and approximately $400,000 in stolen cash and various firearms and stuff like that. 
Uh, this obviously motivated L.A. to arm rank-and-file cops with heavier gear yeah. like semi-automatic rifles. Uh, yeah. The DOD gave the... This pretty much ended revolvers yeah, in the police yeah, yeah. Uh, history, Yeah, too. the DOD gave a 600, uh, 600 surplus of M16s to the LAPD, and those were issued to each patrol sergeant. And the LAPD patrol vehicles now, because of this, carry st- AR-15s as standard issue, and they have Kevlar-plated doors. Um, due to Which this, is meaningless. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the rifle would switch. <laughs> yeah, section. oh yeah, absolutely. It means nothing. Um, due to this incident, LAPD officers were also authorized to carry forty-five ACP, which um, is which, which as a, as a sidearm, but in nineteen ninety-seven, only SWAT was allowed to carry forty-five ACP. I, um, I mean, like the whole idea is there's more energy for ballistics, but it's like, yeah. it's steel is steel. Well, like, what, never I, gonna do anything I understand it. it because it's like, you know, bigger holes, how, but that, but also in this situation, how many times are you going to run into something like this? Like this yeah. is going to stop your average criminal, even if they're wearing like a, a second chance vest or whatever. But like, how often are you going to run I mean, into Kevlar two fucking juggernauts? 45, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, it's just, that's yeah. all sorts of bullshit. Yeah. 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 Um, and that is the 1996 North Hollywood shootout, which is insane, which is fucking and, bananas, and, and dude. it's related to Heat because they got the robbery in the yeah. armed car yeah, yeah, ideas yeah, yeah. from Heat because they had they had been, and they, then they had the big shootout they, just like they did they in the robbed movie. the armor car before the movie came out and they were like this is tight we like this and then they started getting inspired by the movie from what I was reading to do this and rot and knock over this big bank heist um um and then we have fucking how do you say his name? Redoin, Redwan, Redwan, Fayed, who was like this was who I had told Snaxton about and why I had picked Heat because I knew about Redwan. Yeah, I had forgotten that the North Hollywood shootout had yeah, been yeah. kind of inspired, um, but he was a French gangster criminal, whatever, who um, did like pretty much the same shit as he like, and he saw that movie hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah. he had even met <clears throat> Michael Mann at one point and was like. You're my hero, which yeah. Michael Mann felt weird about. Yeah, I was, and, and it's funny because <laughs> oh, in the Vanity Fair article talking about where he meets Michael Mann, his like, um, he's like, yeah, my wife thinks you says like you owe her like, uh, reparate, basically yeah. reparations yeah. for like, you, you he, know. He says like, take away cinema, you'd have fifty percent less crime because and because he says like he inspired yeah. him. And I'm like, that's a shitty thing to say, bro. Come on. You just like to steal. It doesn't have yeah, it's not no, his Yeah, fault. it's not the movie's fault. Yeah, like, don't you throw just them under. like to to steal. Like it's it's But he um had let's see, what uh when so like not only had he knocked over cars and done robberies, he had also um escaped prison several times. Yeah. Uh one time he escaped prison by seizing four guards as human shields and blowing the doors off with dynamite. And a separate time, he escaped with a stolen helicopter. Which is That fucking, he got to pick him up yeah, from the prison thing because he had a fucking um, a hostage. Yeah, they like, took a helicopter Dude, pilot hostage. Gee, that is incredible. Imagine you're like, hey, bro, I'm getting out of prison. Yeah. You're like, yeah, right. Yeah, right, and then buddy, a, helicopter, a fucking helicopter comes like, down and picks you up. with the and, shit. So, so, and like that, and, and his weird, like, obsession with Michael Mann is it like... It is an obsession. So, like, in Vanity Fair... Um, He's, like, talking about it, like, you know, he says, quote, Heat remains the absolute example of organized crime, inspired by life, by people, real facts. He tries to transmit them onto his camera. Uh, I personally am a foreign, uh, former gangster, unfortunately. I do not brag about it. 
Uh, I just spent 10 years in prison. I attacked Armored Vance for 20 years. I've known Michael Mann. I discovered him in Thief and a bunch of friends. We've watched his films a bit as reports, as documentaries, and sometimes even... And then it cuts off the... Oh, uh, um, and... Him, it's just weird, man. He says, like, oh, I, I know Michael Mann, but he just watches his movies. Yeah. Um, and he says, recently, journalists asked me, you know, you had a big criminal career. You did it yourself. You're self-taught. I told them, no, I had a technical advisor, a college teacher, a kind of mentor. His name was Michael Mann. Which, it's like, no, no, no. And Michael Mann's like, bro. Yeah, Michael Mann's like, stop, dude. Stop Chill out. That? Uh, yeah, that's. Fucking take it easy. But, like, he was clearly so inspired by that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was actually the idea I had for this season, because. I was like, people really do crimes because yeah. of movies, and and then when you told me about the believers, I was like, yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah, because that shit. He continued bonkers. noting that his wife actually hates man. She would like to ask man for damages and interest. When I told her the day before yesterday, I was going to realize a dream that I was going to meet someone who was part of my life for twenty years. She said to me. Who Beyonce? I said no, Michael Mann. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Man, visibly thrown by this admission, responded, quote, thank you for that. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think me responding could make me criminally liable. Yeah, Fayette had reportedly seen Heat seven times in the cinema and, quote, a hundred times at home to analyze the key passage of the steering of the van. I wonder if he's got the... I mean, if he's married, he doesn't have the discipline. Yeah, yeah. You don't doesn't get, have the 30-second discipline. The movie, yeah, idiot. yeah, yeah. And then, quote, during a robbery in Villa uh, uh, Pinte, oh, yeah. France in 1997, Fayette had been wearing a hockey mask as a wink to Michael Mann. Um, that dude, it would feel really cool. Like, my, my favorite thing, one of my favorite things about buying guns is that I get to own guns that are in movies. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you get to do the shit. Yeah, fucking doing the shit. That would feel really cool. Uh, Although, you know, stealing is bad and hurting people's bad, too. It's, uh, uh, it's sorta. like, and it also says that... Uh, he would you reference these movies in his real while doing his real life crimes. It says he allegedly referenced other favorite films while committing his real life crimes while robbing a jewelry store, for example. He says he, very nice. Yeah, he, he loves he loves Borat. <laughs> Super in real Borat head. This guy. Uh, he acknowledges his accomplices as colors like Mr. White as a nod to Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir yeah. Dogs, which um, that movie ends with everybody killing each other. So yeah, I don't know, if you I don't know about that all one. that. Yeah. Um, and then during a Point Break inspired bank robbery. Uh, Fiat and his accomplices disguise themselves as French presidents Charles de Gaulle and Charles de Gaulle. Yeah, Charles de Gaulle and the uh, yeah, that's a big word right there. It's a big French word. We see. And quoted the movie Mid Highs. Valere Giscard, Giscard. Disdain. Quoted the movie Mid Highs. Yeah, and yeah. Just comes a little. Yeah, dude. Speech. Yeah, that's awesome. I get, I get, I get it, man. I love movies. I get, I, I get I rock movies. hard over fucking dude, good the, heist movies. Like, but this, chill out. Uh, the scene when they're robbing the bank, like I could feel my heart rate getting up. Yeah, like, this is insane. Yeah, this is the just, best, dude. It was. Wait, it, there's like there's one scene, or it really is twenty seconds of uninterrupted gunfire. Yeah, where it just spraying police vehicles, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, oh Jesus man, Christ, dude. And uh, that's why I'm building a carry handle AR. Yeah, I, I <laughs> love. So I, dude, I, I just love a good heist movie. Yeah, um, same. I wonder if Town was. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. A but the town room. is based off of kind of a real thing. There is like is an it? area in uh, Massachusetts or Boston or whatever where um, there are a lot of bank robberies. Not a, well, it says the town is loosely based on Chuck Hagen's novel Prince of Thieves. However, it does own research into Charlestown and hopes of making the movie as accurate as possible. Okay. Um, 
I would but really like to do the town. I unrelated the town. note that we hopefully want to talk about later was Snacks and I got our Heaven's Gate books. Oh, that's right. That's Direct, right. Direct, yeah. fresh, first yeah. edition prints from... From the, the cult itself. Yeah, the source. Um, and you can see them on the Instagram at Snackspacks Podcast. I mean, and they are like legit legitimate, ass books. Legitimate like, books. With covers and everything. They're first edition. They say they were printed in 1998. And they are goddamn wacky. Yeah, they are, uh, they they are, are wacky. Looney Tunes. Yeah. I was reading, I, were, I read like the first chapter or something like that. Yeah. And I was like... Holy I was like, oh my god. Shit. There's like a section in it where they're like recommending... Books to learn the truth. And yeah, it's like yeah. a bunch of books about yeah, alien landings. Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, oh, it is but all like a UFO ton of shit. Jesus Christ stuff. Yep. You know, I was like, I mean, it, we didn't get so into their beliefs. Yeah, but like uh, Heaven's Gate is basically Christianity with aliens, which is weird as hell. Yeah, which it's is weird as fucking fuck. wacky. So dude. we're gonna look through it and see if we can put together a Lucy talking about it. If that's something you guys would be interested. Yeah, in. Yeah, if so, let us know on the Instagram. If you have any or questions email. or whatever? Uh, we can also post content from it um, yeah it's true I mean, we're we not, you know whatever we're, we're not, not gonna sell our books as we agreed yeah to yeah cult. you you did a uh, plus yeah. i want to keep them till i die a verbal so contract cool. of not selling the books to anyone else uh so. no i wrote it oh I wrote you wrote them. yeah I i'm to sorry write i was writing out that, that said i won't sell it i'm literally. not going to sell this <laughs> signed me um so yeah that's what we want to follow up on uh what are, but we do- what are we doing next next week i don't know i haven't thought of that yet I think I think probably I'm, some serial killers or whatever. Yeah, most likely. I'm gonna be in Lincoln on Saturday, so um be in Lincoln on Saturday, so hopefully Are we gonna record normal time Sunday? We might or we might have to record in the afternoon. I'll figure okay. it out and let you know. Um I mean obviously. Well we're gonna keep doing the cinema club, we'll at least do a few more yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no. Can... we'll we'll squeeze quite a few episodes out of this. Pull up one. the snacks packs mail. Uh, snacks packs mail. Yeah, hold on. Gmail. Wasn't there some emails that we wanted to mention? Uh, shit. Do you have it on your phone? No, I couldn't remember. I I logged into the uh the business one on on my explorer and I've, I lost uh, the other one. Let me see. Let me see. They're not linked accounts. But we did get uh, some mail. You guys have been emailing us, which is yeah, nice. yeah. Um, we appreciate that. Um, <laughs> we also hit so, six thousand downloads. So I know we don't. Yeah, it hit six thousand yeah. downloads. Hell yeah! So yeah. Axel De Jesus sent us an email that says, "Recently, I just listened to season four uh, episodes, and you guys mentioned that you enjoyed watching Broad City." Uh, parentheses, they put my favorite show ever. Uh, and I just had to tell you guys, because I laughed so much, hearing the words Broad City in 2014 always remind me of the season one finale when Lana when Lana says, quote, it's 2014, anal's on the menu. <laughs> and they said, love the podcast. Thank you, Axel. <laughs> nice. I appreciate yeah. that. I actually recently restarted uh, Broad City just to see Oh, yeah, I, I, dude, yeah, I like putting it, it on in the background. It's so yeah. fucking funny. I, um, I really miss that show. Uh I don't know if this person wants me to say your name, say their name, because they sent me like they've sent me like stuff in my PO box before, and they're like, you know, to keep it low key. Uh, and I'm yeah, like, oh yeah, okay. Um, They'll know. They who say, they yeah, are. they said there's a show on Netflix. I believe it's called Midnight Mass about Vampire Jesus. It's very slow and has intense moments, but also thought it, uh, it was odd that you want to go to Ukraine to help. I'm debating on getting Emails a plane anyway. All over like, the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, getting on a plane anyway to see if I can go help in Portland. They would if they would even let me. Oh, help in Poland. Hell yeah, dude. 
Gotta help, bro. The whole Ukraine situation is still like now they're doing like full on like massacres. Yeah, it's, it's brutal, dude. It's insane to me that. Um, but honestly, Ukraine's kind of winning. Uh, they oh yeah, the Russians are withdrawing from Kiev. They handed over Chernobyl, which was a huge relief because I was kind of terrified that that was in their possession. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah but yeah. then they all poisoned themselves digging trenches in the Red Forest. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, oh, dude. Oh, fuck. Um, another person says, "I feel fucked up even asking, but out of the people who this is about Um Shinrikyo, uh, oh. about uh, but out of the people who died, what uh, episode did we cover that on? That was cult. That was like that our was in first the cult. Cults, yeah, episode. season nine, episode yeah. one. I think. Um, I feel fucked up." even asking but out of the people who died or were gravely injured by the gas were any of them the targets they were after or were they not even dude home? so kind of no yeah, yeah yeah like of all the assassinations no they didn't work yep including the attempt on uh the happy science yeah founder. happy science dude, Wait, yeah. i didn't do anything they didn't even know what had happened uh and the judges were not killed and I mean, I guess you could say the random people on the Tokyo Yeah, subway. which I guess technically were targets, but also well, Not like, like anyone specific. Yeah, no, no, none of the assassinations. Um, That's a good question. I forgot. I'm glad that they'd asked about that. I, I, I remember being like, they're so with it, but like are incredibly yeah. inept. Also, I they have learned all this that money. the Navy several times has sprayed random bacteria all over U.S. Sa- towns and cities before nice. to see how it spreads. That's fair. That's I just wanted fair. you to know yeah. that that happened to a whole community of people. Yep. No one knew. No one so knew. So I guess it's way easier it's, than we fucking it's thought. It's fucking, you can just do, you can spray so, shit into dude, the air in as much as you want. when I learned that, I was like, kind of like, well, fuck the Navy. You know, spray whatever you want on them. They're spraying yeah. all that garbage on us. Fuck them. Uh, this is an older email that says, uh, hi, Snacks and Inglous. This is from A. Rios. You can call me out. Oh, Alex or Pigeon. What's up, Pigeon? Um... I was wondering if you had thought about covering anime that Netflix made into live action series, or if you know, like a whole it, season, like though? how shitty live action animes. Dude, I, it, I saw the live action Death Note. Yeah, with Willem Dafoe. Because I'm pretty sure Willem Dafoe does the voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that took you by surprise yeah. for a sec there. Yeah, I was like, uh, wait a minute. It was awful. Was it? it? I, it, I heard it was terrible. It was awful. I I like. So did you see Death Note? The live action? No, the original. The yeah, original yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as light, spoiler, wins, uh, I stopped. Stopped. I stopped. Hard stop. I was like, this is the end for me. Yeah. And I learned that there were like 12 episodes oh. after that. And <laughs> like, I was like, how, Fuck dude? That. <laughs> no. I, and I learned that the ending after wasn't that great. But I was like, if you end it right then, that's the coolest that's anime right you've ever there. Goddamn yeah. seen. Yeah. Um, it's like that, uh, that meme where it's. Uh, they were talking about a whole season of doing stuff like that. That it could, yeah. it could, could be. What do we do? At, like Full Metal Alchemist. Dragon, they turned Dragon Ball Z into Dragon a live Ball action. Z, that was atrocious. No, well, oh, well, that wasn't Netflix, but I but guess still, if we didn't restrict yeah, ourselves yeah, to Netflix, yeah, yeah. yeah, we could definitely do that. But it would be like it would. How do we? We would have that? to twist we have to watch that. All of yeah. Dragon Ball Z? Like, are you? I, I, I don't think we'd have to watch all the anime, but we would have to find like a you know, there's there's got to be an end game to the episode. Like yeah. what? Like here, we're talking about like you know, crimes Crime. and everything in the movies. But like with the live action, it could just be us ripping into ripping into live action yeah, adaptions honestly. for six episodes. Maybe um, they also asked if you know that's cool. Yeah, let us know. They also asked if you know anything about the Tumblr burn book. Um, they said, "Love the podcast. I'm almost caught up. Keep it up." Hell yeah! The fact the fact that people are almost caught up with the podcast and like listen to all yeah, of it's episodes. baffling to Dude, me. Dude, the craziest is that people haven't heard it and then they go and start at episode one and then listen to all of them I'm like holy shit we have 10 seasons now. yeah that's insane that people do that 
Um, Sarah Morgan is another old episode. It said, "Hey y'all, I'm Sarah," and this is during this was during our fandoms and fanatics season because mega but season. mega season because we didn't check the email because nobody had written us, so we were just like, "Yeah, stop they just checking." Out a bunch it. of people did. Yeah, and we were Sorry. like, Fuck. <laughs> "Um." So she says, "Hey y'all, I'm Sarah. I've been learning and laughing so much on my dr- drives to work because of your podcast. I found out by being part of Snacks Online Community, and I'm grateful for all the content you produce. Aww. Y'all have a such great chemistry, and I'm so proud of." Before I move on to my episode suggestions, I want to ask if you both would be interested in providing Scrant. Oh, okay, yeah, this is Sarah. I know who this is. Would be interested in providing transcripts of your podcast episodes to make them more accessible to the deaf and hard of hearing. Sarah is a transcriber. She oh, that's what she does for a living. She so transcribes. Hard. That's that's her job. She was talking about getting the podcast tra- like transcribing the podcast. There's got to be us. auto ones that are okay. That and like I don't all. know where we'd post it. Where would yeah, we put it? I don't know. I, if, it, if they want to offer us it, some guidance on how to yeah, do that, we can it would look be into something it. we were we would be interested in. I just if you know somewhere Can't we, we would post intensive. it, yeah, because we already got. Well, they want to do all the transcribing oh. stuff. I don't mind posting it somewhere. Sure. I just don't know where the fuck to post it on the um, Insta. On the, I have no on clue. Facebook. Page. Dude, I have no clue. Yeah. Um, so, um, to make them more accessible to the deaf and hard of hearing community, as snacks knows, I'm a professional transcriber and would love to contribute to the success of the podcast in any way I can. Not sure how the transcripts would be accessed. Perhaps you two would have an idea regarding that. Nope. <laughs> we did uh, not. <laughs> I was thinking it could be added to Snackson's Beacon page, but I don't know. I mean, it could be made into like a Google Doc and like just have it accessible from or a, a link. Yeah, on my yeah. Beacon's page, and you could just click whatever link you. So is that? Yeah. Do people really like? It's like, a thing. Yeah. Listen, like read a whole podcast. Well, it's I'm like on TikTok. Uh, I'm passing the time by yeah. like just staring, yeah, at, staring a podcast. at a podcast. Staring at a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're if you're deaf or That's hard of you hearing, yeah. you got to man. Um, I did. I I always thought about like being hard of hearing or deaf, and like man, not being able to listen to music that would crush me. I simply that don't would absolutely crush me. Like uh, like I, y'all are like, fucking what? real. I, I go ones. the rest. Like if I go deaf now, I go the rest of life off all the songs I know. Yeah Fuck. yeah. Never hearing a new song. One of my favorite videos on the internet though are watching like kids or like people get cochlear yeah, implants for the first cool. times. Those, those really those really get me get my get my heartstrings pulled. Um, so Beacon Page, if you're interested, let me know. I can keep up with the most current one uh, and work on my way backwards. Uh, then they go on to suggest the supernatural fandom um, because there's a lot of drama. Uh, I w- uh, oh, because we, we did we look did, at this. Yeah. yeah well, we, we covered Supernatural. Oh, I thought that's how episode. we picked them up, or was it just a coincidence that we had? I think it. I think they might have mentioned it to me in a live because oh, they are okay. like a regular. Uh, but they were deep into the drama for a long time. Some things you can talk about if that you decide shit was to cover. Ridiculous. Uh, dude, One of our biggest episodes. Yeah, ever. I, I, yeah, yeah. I do. It's a snoop Supernatural man. Um, so they go on to describe Supernatural. Um, they said, I know this is a book of an email. Sorry, I have just have a lot to say. No, I, I love the, the books. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely um, love it. So they, they, I didn't read the preface part because they just prefaced what Supernatural is, and we, we did talk about it. Um, and that the fans and the cast have a huge social media presence, obviously, because Supernatural had, like, millions of seasons. Um, they said this book, this is a book of an email. Sorry, I just have a lot to say. I know there's a lot to cover, but because of the show's 15 year history, if you do decide to cover it, I wanted to give you some jumping off points. No, that's to great. research. Yeah, so you don't get overwhelmed by all the missing. Hey, you don't feel obligated that. to cover this. That was a while back. 
That was a while back. Natural was that in the first season? I of that think stuff? so. No. Oh, gaping supernatural holes was season eight, episode one. If oh, you guys okay. want to go listen to that one. Um, they say before I list off of the stuff for Supernatural in the doc below. Oh yeah, that was the hole diggers. Yeah, yeah. I I want to say thank you for thank you to the both of you for the community you created. Y'all really make my day and keep up the good work. All the best. I, that's a really nice thing, and also that's something Bra- Snacks and I talk about all the time. Is we really like the community yeah we yeah we do mention we, a lot how i we, will tell you guys that i've looked at every single person who follows this yeah, yeah. individually all 161 of you yeah. and i know what you guys look like we, and i'm about it yeah we have perfectly curated the fan base to yeah. exactly what we want virtually no drywall punches yeah in the absolutely whole game. yeah the yeah. whole and and you know if i follow someone and they look like a completely like average normal person. I'm yeah. like, who the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? The, the gays and nays. That's what we're here Lots for. Lots of baby. farmers. Lots of farmers as well. We love farmers in this house. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, our, yeah. that's the so, episode. Yeah. So and, uh, we'll see you guys. Send next us week. some emails and we'll yeah. continue to read them. Sorry. It took us so long to get to him. We just didn't think anyone was going to write to us. Yeah. TBH. Um, so bu- 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 we will see you guys next week. Yep. We're definitely going to record next week. Yeah. It just might be a little bit later. Um, so be safe, be kind to those, be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Uh, bye-bye.